Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into the Monday NBA breakdown video. And what we have here is a 10-game slate, pretty massive slate. Um, again, doing this from the road as I'll be traveling today. So trying to break it down early. It was up pretty late last night, digesting all the injury news, pretty big slate. So we're going to break down the injury news, the early interest, as we always do. The early interest will be stemming from my projections. I just ran four miles in the cold with a good friend of mine. I'm back home this weekend with my family. Again, I'll be traveling out today and my legs are numb. It was the real feel, I think it was seven degrees in the morning, no lights, but it was a ton of fun. At the end of the day, you always are at the end of the runs, at least in the workout. It's always worth it. Even though in the morning, this morning at like 5am, I'm just like, this is the worst thing I could have ever possibly done to myself so whatever you take away from that you know just start your weekend off right or start your week off right i should say so welcome in this is a good way to be starting it now congrats to you pat on the back to you sit back relax take your shoes off max all cool do what you got to do out there i appreciate you hit the like hit the subscribe do those things we're going to bring you all the information you need to start prepping for this slate now normally we'll be going live at 4 p.m east coast time during the week and we'll be doing that for the rest of the week every single day for these nba slates but since i'm going to be traveling today i'm going to be in a big old airbus up in the sky thirty thousand feet above most of y'all head tops and we're not going to be doing it today i don't got no no wi-fi up there and actually we might have some wi-fi so imagine me streaming from an airplane the guy next to me would be like what is this man about to do on this plane but i don't think we'd have good enough wi-fi to support all the fellas and the ladies and the gentlemen hopping in so like subscribe all those things the video is brought to you as always by super draft a multiplier format i have projections for super draft down below for all the sports that i do cover so you can check those out if you would like to nba pga uh, mma now nfl as we just have the super bowl left sadly pretty a bum weekend if you are a packers fan like myself out there but just know just know that it's just fandom fandom's a silly thing those people that are, are watching don't really truly care about you even if they say yeah we feel for the fans they don't truly care about you like the next day so you don't have to get too invested in them just know you know it doesn't really impact your life all that much or at least it shouldn't impact your life but we have all that stuff down blow i'm excited to uh, really just start diving deeper into the nba day by day now every single day these breakdowns and live streams coming out since the nfl is basically over we don't have to prep for that this week so a lot of times to dive even deeper than i already am so excited for that if you want to join patreon and get even more advanced tools and stuff like that it's down below including the super draft stuff it's a multiplier format on super draft tons of people are winning i was getting screenshots last night from successful nfl and nba weeks so contest selection is what everybody in the discord we've been preaching that now honestly since i started but even more trying to hop on contest selection these past couple of weeks and months somebody just took down a top five finish for over fifteen hundred dollars on super draft and it was just mainly because of contest selection and trusting the projections and really just consistently playing getting that edge that you have on super draft and actually getting to realize it by playing a decent amount of slates so if you use my code sal just my name pretty simple you go over there you type in sal they say hey you came from sal we're going to give you a free money bonus up to a thousand dollar ruskies in a slow drip format so that's sal to let them know that you came for me and the competition is always going to get more strict and more difficult as their price pools increase so you might as well get in now while it's still some pretty soft competition so we started off in boston right now we're Campbell Walker is going to rest today, right? They've been upping his minutes, but now he's going to rest. And that normally would look like a fantastic spot for Jalen Brown, except who missed yesterday, Jason Tatum, is expected to play today. So some things can change. If Jason Tatum doesn't play today, well, then Jalen Brown, I mean, just looks like a fantastic Lock City option at 35 minutes and like probably a 1.4 fantasy point per minute projection. But with Tatum returning for COVID today, we'll see if he's limited at all. Again, it's not an injury. It is just a health thing. Maybe there's some conditioning issues. If he hasn't played in a couple weeks, they don't give him his normal 35 minutes and only 30 minutes of play. But either way, Kemba Walker is going to be out today and Jason Tatum is returning. Keep in mind that Peyton Pritchard is also doubtful. He's probably going to miss a couple weeks now as well with his own injury. So they're kind of depleted at guard. No Kemba, no Pritchard. They might have to dip into some Javante Green, some Carson Edwards. Obviously, Marcus Smart probably sees a bump as well here. But with Kemba off the court so far this season for Boston, you're seeing a 1.3, basically a 1.3 fantasy point per minute production for both, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But the sneaky thing is that Marcus Smart is seeing a 20% usage rate, about a fantasy point per minute at 0.95, and a 25% assist percentage actually leads this team when Kemba's off the slate. 
right? So all the guys look good, but Marcus Smart probably looks like the best option when Kemba Walker is not on the court just because he basically takes on that role as a main assist guy and a point guard with a fantasy point minute production. Heading over to Chicago now, you've been seeing some Daniel Gafford minutes, but nothing crazy. Laurie getting more minutes at the five. Eventually, it's going to pay off for a 40-point night. It just hasn't been there. He's been playing massive minutes, 36 in the last one, and a lot of those at the center position. Wendell Carter doubtful with the quad. Just track that. You have Derrick Rose is going to be out today for Detroit. Now, Derrick Rose, it's never a fantastic thing or never really like a major upgrade for anybody when Derrick Rose doesn't play because he's not... This former Derrick Rose who used to play, I mean, like two years ago, 30 minutes a game, or even four years ago, 34, 35 minutes a game, some games when he was playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But he's still playing like 22 to 26 minutes a game, depending on the game. So DeLon Wright, who has been priced up now to $5,500, would see a little bit of a bump there if Derrick Rose was off the court. So far this season, DeLon Wright with no Derrick Rose is averaging 0.87 fantasy points per minute. You'll see a little bit of a bump in the minutes for Wayne Ellington, guys like Sadiq Bey. It's nothing crazy there. Maybe DeLon Wright's the biggest beneficiary because he actually has a ceiling, but that's about it. LeBron is always going to be questionable. And then you get to Miami, who it seems like has been the team that's dealing with COVID issues the longest now, but it's not only COVID issues. It's actually like injuries along with that now, a neck, a thigh, a hip for some of the guys that are going to be out or questionable today. We have KZ being questionable to knee. We have Chris Silva already ruled out. We have Tyler Hero already ruled out for with a neck injury that's going to take some time. Mo Harkless is out with a thigh, and then Jimmy Butler remains out for just COVID protocols. So when you put all these guys off the court, and really just the higher usage ones and the guys who are playing a lot of minutes, when it, mainly Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, when you take those guys off the court, yeah, it's going to look very good for some players. I mean, you have Bam Adebayo averaging 1.37 fantasy points per minute, coming off of one of the best games of his season so far. Far. Yeah, Bam's going to be looking good. Guys who see extra bumps are Goran Dragic's averaging close to 1.1 fantasy point per minute. Kendrick Nunn's minutes continue to come up in his playing time. His price tag as well, but it's still fine because he's averaging a fantasy point per minute with no Butler, no Tyler Hero out there. So as long as both those guys are out, yeah, you can trust Bam. You can trust Goran Dragic's. You can trust Kendrick Nunn. And even though we've had a couple of games with this already, the price points are definitely coming up, but they're not anywhere near where they should be. Bam should be a $9,000 player. Goran Dragic should be probably around $6,500 to $7,000. He's appropriately priced. And Kendrick Nunn is also appropriately priced. So the insane value in those guys it's not there anymore but there's still some value to be had especially if you can rely on 30 plus minutes out of all those guys which is what i'm currently projecting for right now let's scroll down now so you can see basically the rest of the guys that are going to be on the screen right now we can scroll past the miami guys and then we can get into the early interest minnesota d'angelo russell's missed a couple games now he's going to be questionable with a quad injury if he is out just all the guards continue to see upgrades malik beasley jared culver a bunch of other players we haven't had a ton of minutes with both towns and russell off the court together but there's been a decent amount in 178 minutes the most minutes with both those guys off anthony Edwards is averaging about 0.88 fantasy points per minute. But the bigger thing is you would expect that to at least come up. I know he's a rookie, but he's seeing a 31% usage rate. It leads the team by far. Some other guys who are getting a lot of usage, Malik Beasley, that would make sense to you, averaging about a fantasy point per minute. Nasri, normally independent of guys like uh, D'Angelo Russell, but directly benefiting from no Carl Anthony Towns, continues to see over 1.1 fantasy points per minute with both guys off the court so far this season. And then the rest of that usage just sorts of balances out. 22% usage for Jared Culver. You have about a 17% usage for McDaniels. Interesting to watch Culver. Like if you can get bigger minutes out of him like 26 to 28 he's averaging with those guys off the court close to 0.9 fantasy points per minute it's a smaller sample it's a sample size of about three or four actual games around 100 minutes but it's something to point out but the main beneficiary there if both were to miss would be Najri and continues to be the case without any uh, Carl Anthony Towns but the bigger one would be Ricky Rubio Ricky Rubio in 150 minutes now without DeAndre Russell on the court has seen a 15% usage rate that's not good but that's going to go up and he's averaged about a fantasy point per minute the big one here 35% assist percentage his price point is still fair we just saw him play 28 minutes and score about 28 fantasy points average a fantasy point per minute that is good to see. Finishing up with the injuries here, Al Horford is going to be questionable for a personal matter. He has continued to miss. If he is out, Isaiah Roby, you can fill him in for 26 to 28 minutes. He continues to look good. Aaron Gordon is questionable with a hip and a back injury. Gordon's minutes, similar to like midway through the season last year before the stoppage, when he was playing 36, 38 minutes a night, and he was damn near a $9,000 player at some points. His minutes, if he's going to be out there and healthy, and there's no minutes limitation because of his injuries, $7,600 is honestly a decent price point, not great, but 
but he did just miss yesterday for Sunday's game. If Aaron Gordon misses again, it's probably Gary Clark. They just played yesterday. Gordon did not play. And you saw Gary Clark start in a close game, closed out the game, played 33 minutes. Uh, Ken Birch played like 19 minutes off the bench, didn't close out the game. The guys who closed out the game were basically the starters. And then you ended up seeing also Terrence Ross close out the game over James Ennis, mainly just for scoring purposes. So Gary Clark, the main beneficiary, if there's no Aaron Gordon, probably not somebody who stands out all that much. I think we have some other decent value options on the slate. Joel Embiid is questionable with the back. You know what to do if he's not in there. Dwight Howard looks good. Ben Simmons gets a big bump and a reduced price point in the low 8K range. You have also Tobias Harris price point dropping as he settles back down to earth. I like Joel Embiid a lot today. He's been playing out of his mind. He has a quality matchup against Detroit where it's going to be basically Mason Plumlee that's going to be trying to stop him out there. And the final guys here are the Toronto guys in Siakam and Lowry who are both dealing with some kind of nagging injuries. A toe injury for Lowry. He's missed a couple of games. Siakam, same thing, but the knee injury now. So we'll see if they end up playing on the second end of the back-to-back or if they just get extended rest here. I mean, you saw the starters just play massive minutes and you got to see Stanley Johnson both start and close out the game. He played 31 minutes in that game. You also saw Fred Van Vliet play 40 plus. You saw OG Ananobi and Norman Powell. Norman Powell playing about 37. OG Ananobi playing about 40. OG Ananobi just goes off for 50 points. All these guys are in play if both guys miss. If it's just Kyle Lowry missing, I like Fred Van Vliet. I like Norman Powell. If it's just Siaka missing, well, if Stanley Johnson starts again, I like him. If you can expect 28 plus minutes and they trust him to close out close games. If they both miss, well, more power to you for all these guys, right? You've seen Aaron Baines actually play some minutes, which cut into what Chris Bouchard was doing, playing just 21 minutes in that game. But if they both end up missing, yes. Powell and Lowry and Johnson, I probably prefer over OG just price point wise. But let's get now into those early interests so we can discuss them. So we head our way over to the early interest where I got a lot of names for you. I got about 20 names for you on this 10 game slate right before I get on this Airbus up in the sky today. So be sure, do, do me a favor. If this is the first time finding me. Let me know in the comments. I appreciate that. Hit me with the like button, big old subscribe button, and the big, big, big old booty thing that we're pushing right now is hitting that notification bell so that you're notified of when we go live for the NBA streams, live for PGA, live for anything that goes up on this channel. I appreciate you a ton because I always get comments about people not being able to join the live stream. So that's the easy way to get it. You got a little bit of a notification bump and you're like, all right, I'll just go on quick and ask this, this question that I got. You know, I ain't got to pay for a paywall. Just ask a one simple question. You just get right there. There you go, right? We're here to help you for free, trying to give away as much value as possible, right? Value is the best way to enhance your content, giving value to your community, right? So that's the whole point of it. So as much value as I can give to people in a, a beneficial way, in a, a constructive way for people, that's all I want to do. So if you hit the notification bell, I think we can bring more value to you, bring more value to this channel because it brings more people to the channel. So we'll start it up up top with Boston. It's going to be interesting, right? I assume based on they said that he's expected to play Jason Tatum is playing today. So let's do this. Let's see what happens this year when there's been no Kemba Walker out there, but Jason Tatum has been on the court. What does that do to this team? Well, what it's doing right now to Marcus Smart is actually beneficial. Marcus Smart really doesn't see a hit from Jason Tatum coming back as long as Kemba Walker is out. So that's good to see. Now, if you put Jalen Brown on the court, he'll take a little bit more of a usage hit, but still it's nice to see. You're seeing right now, Marcus Smart, not with the greatest overall usage rate when Tatum is next to him this season, about a 20% usage rate with Kemba off. If you put Kemba off and Tatum on, it's about a 16% usage rate. But the beneficial thing is that he actually gets a bump up in assist percentage, about a 30% assist percentage when Tatum's on because Tatum's a good scorer. So it's going to lead to a lot more assists and the fantasy point per minute production at the end of the day doesn't get knocked. It actually goes up from 0.95 to 0.96. So like Marcus Smart today with no Kemba and actually with Tatum back, it actually benefits. Very small. It's like 0.1 or 0.01 fantasy points per minute, but it actually benefits what you're going to be getting out of Marcus Smart's production from a fantasy point per minute standpoint because of that assist percentage. He's also a pretty decent rebounder around 10% as well. Jeff Teague I have on here at 3,700. Just monitor this. Check what the starting lineup is going to be out there. If Jeff Teague, if there's no Kemba out there, you would expect a little bit more of a minutes bump for him, but they can just give those minutes to Javante Green, Carson Edwards, whoever's active for this game. So at $3,700, I'm not in love with Jeff Teague today. He's averaging like a 19% usage rate with no Kemba and like 0.83 fantasy points per minute, which is decent if maybe he starts in this game or we see no Carson 
Carson Edwards again. That's the main way, right? Because they have so many guys they can give minutes to. They still have Semi Ojale out there. So that's just a value play where we're, we're kind of starved for value. There's a decent amount of 4K options. We kind of starved for value in the 3K range as of right now. So I think that's one spot where you can at least look early on to go. I, I assume on a 10 game slate, some more value will be opening up for us, but we can track that. There's some value that we can go and find in Toronto in the 3K range. We've already kind of touched on some of it. That's probably the value that I would choose there. But if you're looking for some other value to kind of just take a chance on, that's one spot, assuming that the minutes go up here. Next up, we can go to Dallas with Christoph Porzingis. So look, on this slate, you have a ton of payoff options. So many guys in the 9K range that are arguably underpriced, a good amount of 8K center options. And then you have the payoff options in, in Jokic, who's dropping like 60 points a night. You have Luka and Jokic going up against each other in this game. So if you want to go up to those guys, by all means do it. But I like the mid-range as of right now. The second that we get a decent value play in like the 3, 4K range that actually looks like a slam dunk, well, then yeah, I'll jump over to getting up to the highest point producers, which today is going to be Jokic and Luka in my projections. They'll project out of some of the highest overall projected players. But finding that extra 1000 or $2,000 off of the 10 and 9K range right now is a little bit difficult early on for me from optimal lineup builds. So Christoph Porzingis would be one of those balanced build approach guys. And he's been playing bigger minutes. He's been playing 30 plus minutes in consecutive games and pretty often right now, assuming that he plays today, we'll see if that ends up changing, changing. but assuming that he plays today, Christoph has been averaging about 1.25 fantasy points per minute. Last year when he's really getting in the groove of thing, that actually got closer to like 1.3 fantasy points per minute. So these guys are massive producers. The two main guys on the team is Christoph and Luca. And we know that. And that's kind of showing what they're doing from a fantasy point per minute standpoint. You're getting about three blocks per hundred possessions, which is just giving you a little bit of a bump right now. You're getting the 25% usage rate. Christoph's assuming that we can project him for over 30 minutes in this game, assuming that he's out there. I like the matchup for him at $8,200. And then Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has been continuing to start. He's been continuing to play 28 plus minutes. And those minutes for a good fantasy point per producer are nice to see. Jalen Brunson averaging 0.93 fantasy points per minute. He's still eking out over a 20% usage rate on this team, even playing alongside Luca for a lot of the time. And he's getting a 24% assist percentage. Brunson is a very aggressive player, which is going to help you in fantasy reasons, right? He's getting to the free throw line a ton based on how often he's been playing this year, which has not been all that much, right? Josh Richardson being out is helping him getting to the starting rotation, him coming back from his own injuries and health issues as well. So Jalen Brunson at $47 looks pretty good. The problem is that he's aggressive, so he can get into foul trouble as well. And he also turns the ball over at a very high clip. He has a turnover rate this year, close to 12%, which is a little bit higher than you would like, right? That's a percentage paired with some foul trouble that can get you kind of benched out of a game. So he's by no means anywhere near a lock, but for a guy that's going to play 28 or 30 minutes, still in the 4K range on a slate that somewhat lacks that lower price range value, very strong mid-range on the slate, but lower price range value, I think that's where you can go. I think it's a decent option. When we go over to Golden State, yeah, there's a, guy, a lot of guys that are just decently priced. Stefan, $9,200 in this slate. He looks okay, but there's other options right around him. LeBron at 93, same price point as Anthony Davis. You go up a little bit more and you can start to get to guys like Joel Embiid on this slate and even Damian Lillard. So it's a little bit harder to get to Steph. You look at guys that are also on this slate and you see guys like Andrew Wiggins are on that team. Andrew Wiggins is a fair price point at 65. Oubre is almost 59, a little bit too much for me. You have Draymond Green at 52, but just not playing consistent minutes and being good in those minutes. James Wiseman, if I had to pick one guy, three straight games of 25 minutes right now. James Wiseman averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute. They want to play him. They're slowly ramping up his minutes. The year started off with him playing 18 to 20 minutes if he didn't get in foul trouble. He's still playing in blowout. So it's a little bit blowout proof there. Again, a value option that's price point is coming up at 5,400. But one of these days, he's going to play 26 to 28 minutes. And then he's going to consistently score you 30 to 35 fantasy points. And at the very least, in his 25 minutes of play, he's going to start paying off that $5,400 tag. It's a slate where there's a lot of pay-up centers that look good. We've already touched on some of them, whether it's Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic all the way up, the 8K centers, Demonte Sabonis is on the slate, the 8K centers in Vooch, who's been killing it at this point. It might not have Aaron Gordon. You still have Drummond on the slate. So it's a little bit of opportunity cost there to go to James Wiseman as value on the slate, wasting or not wasting, but yeah, kind of wasting a center position. So it's a little bit more difficult to get there. Golden State as a team right now, probably not looking all that great to me. If you're looking in the 9K range, I like Joel Embiid probably the most in the slate and we're about to get there. Outside of that though, LeBron, he's questionable as he always is right now with this ankle injury, but just keep an eye on this. Cleveland has been pretty good. If you're trying to look at games where he's going to really show out, it's going to be games that are closer, but also games where there might be some emotional ties as well. We've seen that in the past when he's gone up against the Miami Heat and also this Cleveland Cavaliers team. 
with no fans in the stands, it might not be as much of a big deal. But he's only $9,300, which is a big thing. If LeBron goes out there and you can get more than 30 minutes of play and you can get closer to 34, 35, this Cleveland team playing very good right now. This Cleveland team just beat the Brooklyn Nets twice when they were at basically full strength or pretty close to full strength. So yeah, if LeBron goes out there and it's a close game based on how Cleveland's defense has been, and you get 35, 36 minutes out of LeBron, it's hard for him to not pay off a $9,300 salary. It's just a matter of does he beat out Steph and his teammate Anthony Davis in that price range and Joel Embiid. I'd prefer Embiid if he's in, but it's hard to ignore LeBron and then the lower 9K range. That's where I would end up going. Now, Miami, we already talked about Miami. Bam, when there's no Tyler Hero or there's no, or we kind of broke down Miami a decent amount. When there's no Tyler Hero, no Butler, and a bunch of other guys aren't there, right? Chris Silver for backup minutes. KZ's not there. Mo Harkless, all these guys. He just has to play more minutes and he's playing very good minutes when he plays them for fantasy purposes. 1.37 fantasy points per minute. You're getting the rebounds as you always do. The obviously scoring upside. And then there's also triple double upside here for Bam because of how well he's going to be assisting. So Bam against Brooklyn with no Hero and Butler in the 8K range is probably the priority play for me in the 8K range. I think I like him a little bit more than Vooch right now. That's very close. I mean, Vooch is just locked into this consistent role and minutes probably playing right now the best season of Vooch's career. And that's saying something for a guy who's been pretty standard uh, this good for three or four years now. But I think Bam's probably my favorite play in that 8K range and looking at the same prices, at least, you know, mid 8K range. I like him more than Kristoff's right now, pretty close to Vooch. And then we'll talk about some other 8K range guys in a second as we scroll down and we finish up this Miami team. You're looking at Drogic's and Kendrick Nunn coming in at similar price points. Drogic's to me is the better player. It's just a matter of minutes here. I think Kendrick Nunn has a higher minute ceiling, even though he's been playing off the bench right now, which sounds a little bit weird there. But I'm going Drogic's at $100 more. Give me Drogic's who's averaging about 1.1 fantasy points per minute to Kendrick Nunn's one fantasy point per minute so far this season when both Hero and Butler are off the court. And we have a decent sample of that. I mean, we literally have like three straight games of that right now. And the interesting thing is that you have the price point of Kendrick Nunn coming up as he plays well, and maybe even a little bit over his head, while Goran Dragic's price point is dropping as he's just been playing a little bit not well, but the minutes are there, 30, 31, 32 minutes. So what that means is you're getting a buy low spot on Dragic's. I don't think you're buying at the tippy top price point of Kendrick Nunn. I'm not shocked to see Kendrick Nunn at $6,400, $6,500 if he keeps playing like this for another game or two, but I think he's playing a little bit over his head. If they're the same price point right now and you're getting to buy low on Dragic's and he hasn't been having those good games, he's actually been playing pretty poorly in his minutes, at least for what we know and usually are going to expect out of Goran Dragic's. Yeah, give me Dragic's at 62. Nunn's in play, but if you're choosing one of them, very same price range, same exact team, I'm probably going to Dragic more so than none. We go down now to Minnesota, and if Najee stays out of foul trouble, Najee is going to play 25 plus minutes and probably closer to 26, 27 minutes for Minnesota. No Carl Anthony Towns. It only gets better for his assist percentage and overall scoring opportunities, just volume wise, if there's no D'Angelo Russell out there as well. Najee averaging over a fantasy point per minute so far this season. He's only averaging 22 minutes per game, but that's taking in the entire season when Carl Anthony Towns is out there as well. So it's going to be closer to like 25, 26. If he stays out of foul trouble, there's the upside for even 27, 28. So he's going to be in play for me. We scroll down now to OKC. OKC has some decently priced players today. It's really going to be dependent a little bit on injuries. So not pictured here is George Hill, who just came off of one of his better games for 30 points. I think he'll be looking like a pretty decent value. He's still locked in this 4K range for whatever reason. I don't have him pictured here on the screen, but George Hill's an okay value play. If you want to get there, expect 25, 26 minutes, expect close to a fantasy point per minute. And if he's having a decent shooting night, he'll get you enough 25 points. If he's not, he'll get you 20 and it'll just look like man, right? That's basically George Hill all season long. It's hit or miss. But if we look at what's happening in OKC right now, I, I touched on Bam being a very strong play today, and I probably like him still the most in the 8K range, but strong options like an $8,100 SGA whose price point is still not budging for a guy who's averaging about 1.2 fantasy point per minute. It just depends on if the game stays close against Portland today. No CJ McCollum, no Nurkic, uh, not the greatest of defenses out there. I think the game could stay relatively close. So if SGA can play instead of 27, 28, 30 minutes, if he could play 32, 34 minutes, it looks good for his 60% true shooting rate, which is very nice. A 34% overall assist percentage, getting to the free throw line a decent amount with 47 attempts so far this season, averaging only about one and a half steals per 100 possessions. But all that stuff is going to add up. At $8,100 SGA, not the priority in the 8K range, but if you're looking for a guard in that upper sevens range, in that eight range, he's one of my top two or three options. And the other guys would be mainly if we get to Toronto and still have some injuries. So SGA today, same stuff. 
basically does he play the minutes do you think the game blows out if you think the game blows out don't play i'm going to project it as if it doesn't blow out he'll project out for 42 43 fantasy points today somewhere around there once i do my final projections you can get them down below patreon.com backslash sal underscore veteran underscore what are you waiting for check them all out get yourself a little bit more education a little bit more tools and analysis to take it to the next level out there doing it all by myself right here if you want to support the, the local small business your internet small business friends i'd appreciate it but if you don't want to whatever but if you want to down below patreon.com backslash sal underscore veteran underscore isaiah roby would be the next guy if roby stays out of foul trouble something that he hasn't been doing all that much this year you're getting fantastic usage with no al horford so this is only if there's no al horford roby's yet again going to look like one of the best value plays he'll project out for 27 minutes of play today he's averaging about a fantasy point per minute he's averaging right now a 20 percent defensive rebounding rate a 17 percent usage rate for a center is very good to see the ceiling games aren't there as much for him because they really do want to keep playing mike muscala for whatever reason 20 minutes a game so they're kind of splitting those minutes so his ceiling is like 28 minutes it seems at this point and if he gets in foul trouble it's bad it's like 20 right so isaiah roby there's flaws to him at this price point of 4600 for sure but he's at least a player that you can put into a couple of different lineup spots and he's a value play in the 4k range where we don't have much of that on this slate so i think isaiah roby is at least a quality value option right now we now get to vooch and this is why the mid-range is pretty good today yes there's fantastic payoff options if we get a little bit more value but if you wanted to play like vooch and bam and start your lineup there and get an sga or go down if the toronto guys are out to like a fred van Vliet, we can touch on it in a second somebody from san antonio today is just massively underpriced if you want to go to some of those guys i think it's pretty appealing if there's no aaron gordon today vooch's rates this season have just been absolutely spectacular you're seeing a right now 23 percent assist percentage the assist percentage is just going through the roof you're seeing close to a 32 percent defensive rebounding rate almost 1.5 fantasy points per minute with no gordon on the court and a 32 percent usage rate overall so vooch is strong I, i'm okay starting my lineup there i'm okay starting with bam and vooch and kind of experimenting and see where that takes us so vooch is fine joel Embiid at 9700 might be one of my favorite plays in the slate if he actually goes out there and plays he's playing like mvp joel Embiid. like he said like a month ago that he wants to actually win the mvp and we'll see and how his body ends up holding up towards the end of the season but you have now gotten three straight games of joel Embiid going for 58 or more points this is with ben simmons back this is with tobias harris back he's played 33 30 and 35 minutes he's taken 19 15 and 20 shot attempts that's what we need we need the shot attempts to go up right you know you're getting the rebounds as long as he's playing the minutes you know you're probably getting the 10 plus rebounds are very close to it you know you're going to be picking up a block and assist a steal in the game right but we need these 20 shot attempts we don't we can't get there if he only takes seven or 14 shot attempts like he has a couple weeks back if we get these big shot attempts which i think is going to continue in a very quality matchup against detroit where it's going to be mason plumley and jeremy grant trying to stop him it's going to be a good spot and the other thing is if he was like ten thousand two hundred, okay you're starting to pay for that price point he's still ninety seven hundred dollars the price point isn't going up his price point is dropping he was ten thousand one hundred and then ten thousand dollars on the last two slates and now his price point drops by three hundred dollars just pretty interesting so you're getting a buy low spot on a guy who's right now hitting the peak of his season which is pretty interesting to see again if he was ten thousand five hundred okay he's still a quality play a decent play but you're kind of paying for it now now he doesn't have to do what he's doing getting 50 points for him if he plays his minutes at this point is just starting to become like the average for joel Embiid. damian lillard is probably my overall favorite payup option though joel Embiid at 9700 looks like a quality just value play definitely my favorite i would say 9k play in the day but if you're looking at damian lillard still no cj mccomb playing in close games still no nurture he's taking on all the usage right now he's playing massive minutes i mean damian lillard at the minimum plays 36 minutes in close games you're going to get 40 minutes out of him and he's just shooting the ball 20 plus times a game you know you're getting the assists you know you're getting the rebounds out of him he's now also picking up a decent amount of steals you're basically averaging a steal per game out of damian lillard at this point so factoring in the price point factoring that he's a thousand plus dollars cheaper than nikola Jokic, cheaper than luka right now we don't have all the greatest value on the slate factoring that i can project him for 36 37 minutes and he's averaging over 1.4 i repeat 1.4 fantasy points per minute with no mccom and no nurse this year and it's a decent sample it's 181 minutes you're looking at like five to six games right now which is a nice sample 32 percent usage rate over 30 percent assist percentage and he actually has to pick it up on the rebounding as well a 15 percent defensive rebounding rate so he's becoming a rebounding guard so overall favorite 9k option is probably joel indeed 8k range it's very close between vooch and bam i'd lean it to bam with his guys going to be out today and then my 10k option and just really 10k plus until we get value is lower if we get more value than you luka and Jokic 
start to become much more in play. Even both of them become in play if you get a couple of 3K pieces. Also important you have right now Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor's been playing very well, 1.14 fantasy points per minute. He's let a couple of people down in some uh, chalkyish ownership the last couple of days, whether it's been foul trouble, whether it's just not been producing and getting those 32 minutes that people are projecting him for, and I will continue to project him for. Look, you're getting a 27% defensive rebounding rate with no nurture on the court this year. You're getting over 1.1 fantasy points per minute, and you're going to get big minutes out of him if the game is close, and he somehow, somehow, somehow can stay out of foul trouble. So at this price point of 6,600, it is a difficult price to pay, I would say, for where all the other centers are in the slate and the opportunity cost there, but there's a massive ceiling for Ennis Cantor. He's not a priority for me, but he is by far in play. So this one has me scratching my head because there's a $6,500 price tag on DeJounte Murray today, and I didn't see any news on him having a lesser role. I tried to see if there was anything like that. I think it just might be a pricing mistake and just a value gift that we were given by DraftKings today because right now DeJounte Murray is $6,500. This is a major drop in the price point of where he has been, and nobody's injured. Nobody's like coming back from injury that's significant. There's no Derek White returning for some reason to take his minutes down this is what his price point has been doing he was $8,100 basically three games ago then 74 then 74 then 7,000 so it's slowly been coming down even though he's been producing 38 fantasy points 39 DraftKings points 46 DraftKings points right I mean you could even go back a couple more games 42 and a half 39 DraftKings points he's been doing everything he's needed to do to be a $7,500 player and now it drops by $1,000 for a guy still seeing a massive usage rate for a guy still seeing decent rebounding numbers as well a 22.5% defensive rebounding rate for a guard absolutely incredible a 26% assist percentage a 22% usage rate everything looks good for Dejounte Murray this a reason that it becomes harder to play Cantor across different positions $100 cheaper I get Dejounte Murray who is just night in and night out proving it to give me at least 30 fantasy points on like a bad night 30 fantasy points I mean he's averaging 35 DraftKings points 34.93 to be exact fantasy points per game at this point so I prefer Dejounte Murray over Ennis Cantor Dejounte Murray is the best 6k option on the slate I prefer him over Kendrick Nunn and Goran Dragic today they're a little bit cheaper those guys but he's the best 6k option on the slate to me right now as the slate stands I'm confused on how he's that cheap I assume he's going to pick up ownership but as of right now I don't care all that much and let's finish this 10 game slate up at my parents house in my old bedroom at home the nostalgic that's we're getting right now no better way to do it than with Fred Van Vliet somebody who's won me a lot of money in the past my highest NBA win was with Mr. Fred Van Vliet on a night where there was no Kyle Lowry so let's see if that happens again tonight assuming there's no Lowry I like Fred Van Vliet if Lowry is in if Siakam's in all three of those guys just look okay yet again they are all 8k basically $7,900 and they all just look like decent options but when they're both out yes give me Fred Van Vliet we don't even have to take Siakam off it obviously gets way better if Siakam's off the court it seems like this toe injury for Lowry is a bigger deal than what Siakam's knee injury is but assuming that one of them misses and if we just assume that Lowry misses you're getting Fred Van Vliet averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute so far this season. You get even higher than that, close to 1.2 with no Siakam. He's averaging over a 27% assist percentage, a 26% usage rate. You're getting somebody who doesn't turn the ball over all that much, like a 9% turnover rate for a guy who's going to be ball dominant in like 40 minutes of play. Very good to see. So yeah, if one of those guys or two of those guys misses, Fred Van Vliet starts to become a very solid $7,000 option. He's right there next to SGA as two options that I would really like. If you had no Lowry today and no Siakam, give me Fred Van Vliet. Just no Lowry becomes a little bit closer between SGA and Fred Van Vliet, but I would probably still take Fred Van Vliet. I think he's my favorite guard in that seven to eight K range. And then there's just value after that. I don't have Stanley Johnson picture, but at 3,800, if there's no Siakam, Stanley Johnson, not a great fantasy point per minute producer, but he's going to play big minutes. We just saw that. We saw him start the last game and close it out, play 30 plus minutes. And he got you there with a decent amount, right? He was like 3,200, $3,300 somewhere around there. And he got 19 fantasy points. Again, not a great fantasy point per minute producer, but on the slate with not a lot of value. And he's probably the best 3K option because of the minutes. If there's no Siakam, I like Stanley Johnson today. OG Ananobi's price point is coming up, but OG Ananobi is somebody that you can rely on to take on massive usage somebody that you can continue to rely on for high numbers for 100 possessions and steals and blocks it only gets better when there's no Siakam out there it only gets better when there's no Lowry because not only does the production bump up but the minutes start to become more valuable right instead of just getting 32 34 you start to get 36 38 40 minutes in closer games you're getting OG and Nobi averaging 1.16 fantasy points per minute in his small 80 
minute sample with no Lowry or Siakam on the court. That's basically for him two to two and a half games. So a little bit too small to take anything major out of that, but it's still at least worth mentioning. And then also Norman Powell is somebody that I like. He's just going to get you there consistently because of the minutes and his price point is coming up $5,200, but there's not that many 5k options on the slate. There's not that many value in general, like at $5,200, he's right next to Naj Reed. Which one would you rather have? Norman Powell, I, I'd take the center and Naj Reed, but the foul trouble makes it a little bit more risky, but Norman Powell at $5,200, you're going to get the minutes. Norman Powell is averaging 1.09 fantasy points per minute in his small, basically two game sample without Siakam and Lowry on the court. It's been the last two games. He's played 64 minutes. He's averaged 1.09 fantasy points per minute, seen in 29% use usage rate, which actually leads this team other than Terrence Davis, who's only played like 30 minutes, basically leads this team out of the guys who have played these last two games. That's good to see. So the way that the slate is right now, the way that I would rank Toronto guys in priorities, if there's no Siakam and no Powell, just the way factoring in that there's not a lot of value in the slate, the way that I like the upside, Fred Van Vliet, Stanley Johnson, Norman Powell, OG Ananobi, and then you can just fill in the rest with like uh, other guys, Terrence Davis, obviously Chris Bouchard, but the price point's still a little bit high, especially the opportunity cost on the slate. That is where we're at on a 10 game slate. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. going to get this video edited and uploaded for all you beautiful people out there. And, and do me a favor, if you watch this point, hit the like and subscribe. Those are always beautiful. Big old one pops up on the screen. But also that notification bell is very, very important. So for the people that made it all the way through, I respect and appreciate you all. I hope you have a great start to your Monday and great start to your week. Thank you for tuning into this channel. Like, subscribe before you go. Check out Patreon down below for my NBA projections, a bunch of other sports, MMA content, tools, and analysis, right? Projections, rankings, ownership for some sports, uh, a ton of stuff. Super Draft Projections, the sponsor of this show. Be sure to show them some love. Promo code SAL, free money bonus up to $1,000 ruskies in a slow drip format. I'll see you all in the next one. We will be back tomorrow for more NBA PGA this week as well. We'll be breaking down some of that. And then we will be back live tomorrow at 4 p.m. Not today. I'll be traveling, but live tomorrow at 4 p.m. East Coast time to be breaking down the slate as well. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. And I'll see you all in the next one.